0: Rachel White, and people call me the skeptical showman. They say it like it's a contradiction, but it's not. For more than a decade, I've been researching and building tools for the spiritually homeless. You know, the curious but critical thinking people that, like me, have had a tough time navigating a landscape of gurus and grifters and crystal-heavy people. Searching for a way to fill what Neil Gaiman called that God-shaped hole all while, of course, not getting taken. As the host of the Skeptical Shaman podcast, I want to help us all develop a map of this confusing terrain. I'm going to talk to everybody, the curious, the skeptical, the cynical, and yes, even the true believers. Together, we can safely explore the world of Wu and get closer to some meaningful existential truths. This is the Skeptical Shaman. And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Are you feeling stuck, frustrated or disconnected in the humdrum of everyday life? Wondering where all the magic went? Is there an ancient Sumerian demon whispering Zul from inside your refrigerator, leaving you with a palpable sense of looming dread every night? Are eldritch terrors acting up and gazing back at you from the void? Well, the totem tarot deck might be right for you. One shuffle of these magical cards can transport you to a realm of unending adventure, providing crucial breadcrumbs as you navigate the strange and inevitable spiritual scavenger hut of life. Purchase the Totem Tarot deck from Etsy or Amazon, then just unwrap, shuffle, and watch as the high strangeness grows from within your daily life. The Totem Tarot deck. What's your totem? Disclaimer. The Totem Tarot deck is connected to an ancient source of otherworldly metaphysical power. If you use the Totem Tarot deck, you understand you may experience dimensional drift. Use responsibly.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skeptical Showman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel White of Total Readings. I am joined today by the illustrious and dynamic Leslie Logan of the podcast, Be It it Till You See It. Am I making that up? You're not. Say something and you go, there's no way that's right, but it is. Usually mine trying to spell a word. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I get that a lot. The brain fart. The the (laughs) brain fart when I'm spelling and it looks wrong. And you're not just a podcast host; you are a Pilates maestro of the purest um, lineage, shall we say? So, why don't you tell everybody
2: a little bit about you and what you do out there in the world? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. I really enjoy when you are on my podcast. I want you to go listen to the episode because um, you're so refreshing. Um, as they know, if you're listening to this podcast already, so I'm Lessa Logan. I'm the co-founder of OnlinePilatesClasses.com, and when she says I'm from the purest lineage. Uh, in the most approachable way I am a classical Pilates instructor and I say that approachable part because if you know anything about the Pilates world, um the classical people can get this like uh very um if I guess the best way to describe it like Bikram yoga versus like power flow, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a like an athletic flow. And so I am not dogmatic about classical Pilates. I just happen to really love it for myself. It's how I love to teach it. It's how it makes sense for me. And my teacher was trained by Joseph Pilates. So that's why I can consider a second generation Pilates instructor, which means very little to the average person doing Pilates and a lot to the teaching world. Um, And I started traveling the world teaching teachers polies because of who my teacher was. People wanted to get close to the source from someone who will allow them to make mistakes and be imperfect. And so my husband pushed me to start an online platform and I just that scared the heck out of me. Um, But we did it. I made tons of mistakes doing it. Um, I don't regret any of them. And I'm so happy to be here because now I can share what I can share a lot of behind the scenes when it comes to business, but also just like what Pilates can do for your mindset and your body and like for connecting to yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, because as a working psychic, basically, when you really boil it down, me and those like me have a hard time connecting to our bodies. And it's something people do not talk about. Like I'm a certified yoga instructor. I can do yoga just fine. I can, you know, do things with my body i'm not connected to it and i think one of the reasons i've experienced resistance with whatever it is like i've started uh aikido by the way yeah you're t- like just started it and it's like everything is a pain in the ass when you begin something like that if you're an impatient person who doesn't feel particularly comfortable or maybe masterful over that mind body connection yeah.
2: yeah yeah it's you know um i got so i'll just say like you hear the word pull eyes and you just like start to roll your eyes i just want to say me too when i first heard of it <laughs> uh one of my girlfriends invited me to a class she wanted to go to lose weight she was already skinny so i was like there's something wrong with your mindset there but i wanted to lose that freshman 25 that i had yet to lose it was i just graduated college and i also needed a friend so i thought it was much bs i wasn't going to do it um But I went and I can tell you, I couldn't tell you this in the moment. Here's what I get to in the moment. In the moment, I fell in love with it. In the moment, I thought it was great. In the moment, I told all my friends and changed everyone's work schedule where I was running the store so I could go every day. What I know looking back is that that was the first time I felt connected in my body. Yeah. And I can, so I can resonate with you saying like, I am... I'm an Aquarius, but I'm also hypermobile body. So like I can stand in my joints. So I never really, when people are like, stand your own two feet. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm standing in my feet. What am I standing in? And when people talk about this like gut intuition, I was like, what is that? What are are they talking about? And so so what I fell in love with was being in my body and it was a really weird foreign place. And so it was exciting and a little scary, but also the more I did it, did my applies practice, the more I started to understand like what was going on with my anxiety was going on with me at work. I quit my, I didn't quit my job. I asked her for a transfer. And then like all these different things kept happening. The more and more I did it, the more I connected with like, oh, I like this. Oh, I don't like that. I, you know, I let go of partners because of it. So it's just really interesting what happens to us when you have a movement meditation, you can be with yourself, but it takes practice. And also if you are an impatient person, practice is not the most fun thing.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm like a petulant child. It's important to be self-aware, I think. And if I'm not immediately awesome at something, because there were a few things early on that were like easy, easy home runs for me, I get very, I like, I'll develop this really uncomfortable disdain for the thing. Like my poor husband last year sitting down, I'm like, I want you to teach me chess. You should have seen this show. I think he knew and he was like, oh, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, why not? It's chess. It's fun. He was probably like, I live with you. I know what you are. And we sat down and my brain, I know this sounds stupid, but it kept wanting to do checkers. You know, just the default of like, well, everything does the does the thing. And it's like, nope, they're all different. And also he's very good. And he was like crushing me, which thank God, you know, he's not gonna patronize to me. But I would, I was like, we're gonna play until I win. And I think he probably threw that last match just to go to fucking bed or something. I was like, I can't live with myself.
2: I, I love that so much. You know, I um, I've actually I never tried learning chess because I feel like there's a competitive person in me that would get frustrated. And also I watched that chess show and I thought, wow, she's great. I want to be like a chess. The master, queen's like, gambit. Yeah. Yes. And then I was just like the amount of time that's going to take me away from my goals. I think we're going to stick with what we know. (laughs) Like, I just went all the way to the end and decided, no, we're not going to start that journey. At least with, you know, it's funny because
0: Aikido has some chess elements to it because it's like, where is your center of key, your key point, your chi, right? And all this shit. And it's like a bunch of old men. I can't, it's so much fun. But also it's like, at least I'm exhausted. Like after chess, I was like, I need a, anyone else need a cocktail? Like my heart rate was up. (laughs) I was like, and your body's not tired from it, yet it's competitive. Yeah, it was, it was like confronting. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this part of me for a while. That's really yeah. funny that you're still in there rattling around, right? And working with my grandfather on, I was a math late because I was a very cool kid, not at all. And he would, like, he was a mathematician, scientist, and he would make me sit at the table and I couldn't eat or go to the bathroom until I did it, did it properly and showed my work. And I hate showing work. I'm just yeah. one of those people where I'm like, whatever, I did it. He's like, damn it, show your work. And and just like there are some things like that that I just am like, no, I'll just read tarot cards. Oh, cool. Um, and, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this conversation was not just because of Pilates and the gift of being in your body movement, being healthy, which so many people, whether you're in your body or not and in shape or not, I don't know that we're a well society
2: holistically, Right. Um, But there are others who work out who consider themselves healthy and their blood tests would say otherwise. So I think like, yeah, there's that. We have some some problems. (laughs) We do. And and everything's so out of
0: balance, whether it's new agey woo stuff or physical wellness workout stuff, that that area of personal development. Right. To me, it's it's filled with pitfalls and potential traps and myths and distortions. And a lot of it's designed to get you to buy something, somebody else's shit, somebody else's model, train the trainer, coach the coach, multi-level marketing, whatever it might be. And you've made this transition in your life just like I have, where you left what some would consider very stable day job work for somebody else to do your own thing. And it's frightening. It's terrifying. But I love your message of, like, be it till you see it or fuck perfection. You know, here it is, warts and all. That transition from your day job, can you just talk about that a little bit? Because a lot of people listening to this are building a side hustle or they have a thing they want to do. And just there's a part of them holding them back where they go, it's risky. I'm never going to make it. I'm safer here. Oh, yeah.
2: Would you. Yeah. If you could just share a little bit. Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's going to be lots of arguments for you to stay and just just do this little side thing and just have this thing, you know, like, look, if you live in the United States or any country that actually runs their taxes on their citizens. The IRS does not like side hustles. that are not profitable. just going to tell you right now, that's called a hobby. And at some point, they won't let you do it for write-offs anymore. So if that's something you're wanting to do as an income stream, you do, whether it's for the side hustle of you or not, you do need to make sure that you are making a living at it of some kind so you can actually keep doing it. But I'll say I left my full-time safe job of managing a retail store, high-end accessories and purses, you guys, it was amazing. I loved everything about it. I loved my customers. I loved being in LA in the scene of all things that were like, what is hot and popping about to happen? And if we can just remember what 2008 was, um, it was a very not great time for the economy. And I started teaching Pilates as my side hustle. And I really thought I will go full-time and teaching Pilates some point but i got to like wait till i have enough clients. Well, everybody around me in the pilates industry was telling me, "Oh, you're going to have to discount your rates because everyone's discounting their rates since the recession, all the stuff." And I'm like, "Discount my rates? My rent is insane and I have a roommate. Like, I can't discount anything." And what I realized is I was selling so many people pilates with me. I had to quit my safe job early. So I actually quit my job before the retail bottom has happened. And if people thought I was crazy, they thought I was losing my mind. I was leaving a salary position to go work for myself and trade and air quotes time for money. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I don't believe that's what I do. But I think if you're really passionate what you do and you believe in yourself, people will, people don't buy Pilates based on the results of one session with me. I'm going to tell you right now. And also, if you are trying to think about anything in fitness or in health, and you're like, in one session, I didn't like I don't know what your goal is probably something ridiculous it's unnecessary um as an extreme but if you if you are basing this th- whether something's going to work off one session to tell you it doesn't work like that if you take your medicine one day you're not going to right <laughs> it's not going to work it takes consistency so what do people buy they bought the belief that I knew I could help them they bought my passion and then the trust within working with me and so because I was so involved and so invested and so present with them and not in the fear of is this going to work. I was very much just being it till I said I was like this has to work. And if this does, this has to work. What do I have to be to make it work? Who do I have well, to and be you in my business? The thing in and of
0: itself. It wasn't just a means to an end. A lot of what I see now is people kind of look at. Let's just use me as a, as an example. Of what I do, and I think they to them it looks easy. And I'm like, oh, you you really have to be obsessed with something to do it day in and day out every effing day this way like in people will pick up on it and when you have bad days you have challenges at least you're still obsessed with the thing whether it's tarot it's pilates whatever it is right it's not just an easy way to make money it's not
2: you're also going if you if anyone's listening and you're trying to make your side hustle be the thing because it's going to make more money than what you're going to do i'm going to tell you that's not going to be the best way and i love money i'm obsessed with making sure women are making money, that people yeah. uh, can have all the money they need. But you there are gonna be days that are so hard doesn't matter how much you get paid. <laughs> you yes. are not gonna want to do it if you don't like it. So I love you do have to love what you do. And also just it like piggyback on that, like everything that you see on the internet that like, wow, it looks so easy for Rachel. She was able to do it. Oh wow, Leslie has this thing. There are so many days that I am like in tears going, how is this gonna work? Oh my gosh, this has to happen yeah. again. You know we're all we're nine months since uh, infinite traffic was sent to my website. So it crashed my server and on my server were all five of my companies. So like some of them you, people don't see they're very it's a very long story and boring, but I have several. And so it crashed all of them, which means for 10 days I could take on no new clients. Yeah. And then I and got, you didn't know that it was going to come back or when it was going to come back. Oh, you don't yeah. know. And then I had to four of them were able to come back. One of them, my my membership one. I had to. Thank goodness, I have an amazing team that we pay for that was able to move our members to another website of ours to like so they get it. They could still have their membership access, but we couldn't take on any new members for over 30 days. While well, we rebuilt a thousand-page website, and I got to spend like thirty-four thousand dollars, I wasn't expecting to. So you have to love what you do because when something that like bottom roll, like you're hitting the bottom of something, and it's an obstacle it's out of your control. You have to go, I love this so much. I'm going to get off the ground and try again. I'm going to yeah. lead with my clients and my customers. Here's what we're doing for you. Here's what you. Here's what I know right now. Here's how you can access what you've paid for. Thank you so much. Please don't leave because I do need you to stay so I can fix this. Wow. <laughs> but-
0: yeah. And, you know, also like what you said about when you showed up with people and you were doing it and you just were very present with them. I think if you love what you do and you have a genuine, genuine, almost autistic level passion for it you know, like model trains, tarot cards, Pilates, like the thing itself down to the the little nuts and bolts of it. People sense that so that when things do go sideways, they know yeah. that you're not a journeyman. You're not like fly by night in this. You're not a dilettante.
2: And it's I think they give you a wider berth in general. You, you know? Right? You are so correct. I had so many messages from people I didn't even Know we're on our list. I didn't, they were, they're like, thank you so much for being so transparent, for caring, and for keeping us, you know, along the journey. You were also showing me how to handle a situation that's outside of my control in my life. And I had people who saved the emails. They're like, in case I ever have this happen, I want to know how often I should talk to people. I'm like, all the time, every day. You can't, you can't over communicate what you're doing when it's, when it's people's money and they're, and also, what I do is it's their of meditation. So if they can't access their class on the time that they set aside, it's it's actually a stumbling block that can keep, prevent them from ever having that habit again. So I I know there's a responsibility there and I wanted to take that seriously. But you have to love what you do. Otherwise, it's just going to feel like a job. And my goodness, then go get one. Don't I Right. There are days where I'm like, you know, if this is someone else's company, I wouldn't have to like lose sleep over this right now. <laughs> you know, but. So I, I I, if you're going to work for yourself, love what you do. Otherwise, what's what's the point in, in the stress about it? You know, there's so many other things you can do.
0: I know. And what what's interesting, too, though, is it seems to me you had a confluence of events that came together. You went to a class, some other things going on. But you also had the intuition that went against the grain of, quote, uh, common wisdom. And I'm using that term sarcastically where everyone's like, what are you doing? You're crazy you pivoted and then retail went through a little bit of a death. Yeah. And you were at higher ground when the land flooded. Yeah. And so it wasn't foolish and it wasn't impulsive. You were just really the, there's a concept in Chinese medicine and feng shui called wu Wei, where you enter a flow state and you're like carried by an invisible river and things kind of just work out for you. And to the outside, it looks like, oh, she's so lucky. Yeah, But on the inside, there's, Fear. There's all these normal things, but there's also just a gut intuition. Did yeah. you have that?
2: Yeah, I think like back then, when I first, when I first took that that leap into teaching and working for myself, I wouldn't have called it gut intuition. I would have probably said I was like kick, like sc- like scared to death. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know that, but I can look back and see the way I was picking up on. Little, just like little things of the universe, like little hints. First of all, my top, my top customers stopped buying $1,000 items for $500 items. And I was like, something is something's going on here, right? And um, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have all of your customers doing that, going from what they spend to half, your commission goes from what it was to half. It's also and metadata because it's across yeah. so many different people, different yeah, backgrounds, it's all these little things. Yeah. And so but then when I was telling them I was teaching Pilates, they were like, oh, tell me where. And I was like, wow, I noticed how excited they got about that versus like that, that, you know, you buy something, you get the dopamine hit for a second, but it goes away. And so I was really into that. But I will say what I ended up doing once I got into teaching and having more of a practice and being more curious in my, that's what I love about Pilates. If you have the right teacher around you to encourage you to be curious in your body, oh, why am I tight there? Oh, what's going on there? Oh, mm-hmm. Why is this exercise frustrating me right now? Pilates is just a movement, right? So when you have these emotions around it, it's the stuff that's going on outside of you. And so that was so cool because that's when I started having these very good intuitive moments of opening my studio. And in 2020, when no one knew what was going on, And all of uh, literally my entire income stream for the year all were like we need refunds on eight countries workshops and two retreats. And I was just like having to get people money back because guess what? An act of God is in the contract. (laughs) What is a pandemic, but an act of God. And so we were just like giving everyone money and I had to go in, go, what can I do right now to make up this money that I have to pay back? And also like, what are we going to do? And I had this one email come through in April of 2020. And so we're like two-ish weeks into everything in L.A. And she said, hey, babe, if you're able to get out of your lease, you should. The The company that she worked for, they emailed there in they're huge. So just think Silicon Valley huge. She's like, they told all of us we are remote till June 2021. So you're not going to be opening even if the city says you're going to be opening. And I was like, okay. I looked at my husband. I said, remember I move in 2022 to Las Vegas? I think we should move now. Like what? Why stay? And right. that was one of so those little moments of just like paying attention. And now the what I've noticed is whenever I pay attention to these like little weird, like they feel like off the chart, like random things from a random person. I always pay attention to them. And then I kind of do a little check with like, what is something I've been wanting to do? And I get really clear yes. on it. So the move to Las Vegas before we did it wasn't just like we moved the next day. We sat down and we got super clear on exactly what size house, what each room would be used, how much money it would be. We researched how much houses we're going for in that area. And then we um, did a launch for one of our businesses and we literally made a down payment on a house and move to Las Vegas. And and there was no guarantee that that was going to happen, but it did. Zero, zero. But all I know is I got, and so every time something, I like, like, feel like nothing's working. I'm like, hold on, you haven't been paying attention to little random emails. You haven't been paying attention to people who aren't in your circle all the time. And you haven't gotten clear what you want. And whenever I do that, it's like things open up on yeah. their own, that flow state you were talking about.
0: Yeah, and it, it's equal parts free will and opportunity, I think. Yeah. I think there's a lot, especially in the woo space of like, it's all manifestation doctrine, light your abundance candle and pray. I'm like, what? You got to do stuff too. You know, like you got to, you need a website at some point. And just <laughs> the, like the rooting it in pragmatic reality and also looking for signs in what we would call like mundane reality an email, yeah. a commercial, a conversation. You're like, man, this, this is the third time today. This has come up. Yeah. Like, there's something here.
2: Yeah. People, so we do tours. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we do two tours a year, which sounds so weird as a Palazzo instructor. No one does that. Most people go to a studio or they do it online. I um, think my because awesome. it yeah. puts you in touch with real people everywhere, just like, like stand-up comedians. And yeah. yeah, it's exactly like that. So my husband is, um, was a musician, a touring musician. So going back to like listening to the mundane, I heard, was in a group when I heard someone say they want to go on a book tour. And I wrote down, how can I go on a tour? Like I didn't have okay. a book so yeah. what how can I do that and I wrote that down a week later my husband and I were doing a road trip to his parents house because I hate flying at Christmas like nothing drives me crazier than trying to fly at Christmas time because uh, we at the time we lived in LA so if you get a dog sitter good luck no one stays in LA at Christmas so we so the LAX is a demilitarized zone oh <laughs> that one in LaGuardia yeah yeah it's just like it's and then you're then there's layovers it's, it's your red eye is seventeen hundred dollars. You're like, how is why is this so expensive? So I said, I'm not doing it. If we're gonna go, we're gonna road trip so we can take the dogs. Ew. And so week after I was like, How can I go on a tour? We're road tripping across the country to see his family, and people on Instagram are like, Oh, are you stopping to teach a class? And I was like, That's how I'm going on a tour. And I a year later really just got the chills when you said that. I know it's in the past, but I got like chilly willies, like, like kids in it. It's it's just like so I think like, you know, just notice the questions you're asking. And I really do love the power of just like handwriting it down. And I didn't yeah. to go back to manifest, I didn't just go put it out there and it's just gonna come to me, but I put it out there and then I took action in my life and I looked for something to come up and I was open to that. And so I think that's really true. I by in my first like babyish years of ever doing manifesting anything. I read this book called E Squared and it's sort of the secret, but it's not like it gives you actionable experience experiments you can do. Okay. And so one of the things that I ended up doing from this book was pouring coffee for two. So I share the story for anyone who's oh, yeah. wishing that you had someone in your life. I was, uh, very single, uh, had, was, trying to this is a, after I left my ex so I'm now having to get my own apartment pay full rent in LA good luck um my, as you know I had to buy a new car cuz I totaled my last one and I had to find a new studio to run my business out of so what was going on so I was kind of doing a, my full-time gig of my own business and then consulting for another company and so I was working 6 days a week just chaos and so I was like okay how do I make space for a partner Well, if I pour coffee for two, this is an action step towards manifesting a partner. So you just go, okay, give me a partner. Here's what he looks like (laughs) or here's what they look like. It's like, oh, I'm going to meet a man who loves coffee in the morning and I'll I'll make coffee for him. So I poured myself a cup to drink at home and then I wanted to go. (laughs) What's interesting, too, is this
0: is classic feng shui. I don't know if you know that, but pairs of things in your home. So if you're living alone, two end tables, even though you don't need the other one. Two cups. Like you're creating space for this other person before they're showing up.
2: Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes, I knew that about feng shui, about the bed. Like my bed, even though it was a studio apartment and it meant losing space, that bed was not up against the wall because I knew that was bad. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, pairs of things. People people dismiss the power of pairs. Yeah. 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 What that does to your subconscious mind, how it affects your behavior, I'm sure you pouring coffee for two, something changed with you. Yeah. all day long. You
2: were different after yeah, that. Yeah, I believe it. And I, so I think like, y'all, if you want to manifest, sure, but you have to take an action towards the thing that you're doing. And that's like, and it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to know the whole thing. Um, I, I for sure did not know how to start a business that is as big as it is today. I can tell you that right now. We made tons of mistakes along the way, but I couldn't just go, oh, I want to have, you know, an on-demand platform and then just like, wait for something to happen. I had to do some steps. And then what has come from that has been amazing. Some of it's from like definitely like kismet from the universe. I would never have been able to make that network happen. In fact, today, the day we're talking, you guys, a week ago, I was talking with my, my business coach as a strategist. She really works on like setting up companies in a certain way. So like making sure you're in the right role. And I told her I want to have more collaborations with female business owners because I want my tours to be this thing that isn't just about me. I want sponsorships of these female businesses I could put out in front of my audience and my audience will win with even more people. But I was like doubting myself. I'm like, how am I going to get these female businesses to give me money? I don't even know them yet. So last night while I was sleeping, a woman I interviewed my podcast who was like just dream goals, amazing human. I would love for me, my best friend. She DM'd me. She's like, hey, I have a business proposition for you. Do you have time for a call? Right. So like yeah. I was like, OK, um, so I made I made that happen. And then another particular person, I was like, I want to work with this person. How can I what's an action step I can take to get them into my realm, to get them to pay attention to me and I can provide something for them. And that happened last week. And so I'm just saying, like, get clear on what you want, but then you have to take an action step. It, it doesn't just like you don't just wait for it to come. And you also have to risk something, and
0: this is where everybody gets really, really, really uncomfortable. That concept of risk, and like if I leave my day job, it, it's all risk. And my new answer to that, and this is what I I had to work through with myself, was corporate has changed. The rate of change in business in the economy is exponential. It's right. orders of magnitude. Like the lifespan of an S&P 500 company is nothing compared to what it was 25 years ago. It's it's infinitesimal. They yeah. companies are born and disappear in the span of 6 I months mean, now. Companies are sold which is like
2: everyone's dream for their idea and then yeah. killed. Uh, yeah, two years later so that just it just happened with, yeah t- it's true it's like and also mm-hmm. with AI happening this is the dumbest it's ever going to be everyone and it's moving at lightning speed and so yep. yeah you, I love that you brought up risk you really you know uh there's those types of things where like the there's like six needs that we all have as human beings one of them is yep. certainty and I was, telling, I was telling my friend about this I'm like yeah like I believe like certainty is kind of perfection in disguise and she's like well yes and where I am certain is I can bet on myself. If anything happens, right. I believe I can handle it. Now I don't have I do yeah. not seek certainty out in my career because that's not going to happen. But I can have certainty within me. And so I think for the people who are You being, can control it. Yes. Within a certain reasonable degree. I, I remember saying to someone
0: I worked with, by the way, across several companies of corporate real estate, I said, if I were a stock right now, would I invest? And my answer is yes. And people are so quick to put money into a four hundred and one k or all these things that, by the way, in two thousand eight, did not go so well. Uh, people that it these there's myths of things that are certain that are not. Yeah. Now, all the rules have changed, and you know there's all kinds of economic elements and undercurrents to that. But investing in yourself is one of those interesting experiments where you go, oh, there's a lot more in my control now, right? Yeah. And if you're a hard worker and you you care about what you're doing, you're going to find that you have plenty of fuel in ways that you
2: didn't before when things were, quote, safe. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody will end up working for themselves. But what I would say is get really clear on what your strengths are, because Mm -hmm. I'm a visionary. so. You might be listening going, you guys have great ideas. I don't have any ideas. You don't have to have ideas. If you're really good at systems, I need someone (laughs) to put systems together, right? Every visionary needs someone who can put systems together. You can literally create your own company of systems people. And then you can take all the people who don't have ideas, but they can take an idea and put a system together. That is something you can bet on. That's, I think people start to doubt what their skill sets are. My sister is a non-emotional person when it comes to money, like zero emotion at all. And she would never have known that she would have been the perfect person for us to hire. But my husband, he was having um some, he hated having to do the bookkeeping. It doesn't make him happy. And he was getting kind of emotional around it because we have to spend this $30,000 bill. I'm like, yeah, well, we spent $30,000. So that's how it works. Like, <laughs> you know, but I get that. It's like, I get like, yeah. the feeling it's coming from your gut. I said, hire her since I've known her. She's been non-emotional about it. And, you know, she is now created a job in our company to take care of those things. And she, it's, yes, she's an employee of us, but she is doing something that makes her feel really good. And the other day she's like, guys, just so you know, in six months, I'd like to be full time and here's what my job role is going to be. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. So like, you know, the, go try to do that at a corporation, guys. Go, go ahead and try to go to your... (laughs) And by the way, it's not a meritocracy
0: there anymore. The, yeah. That's another myth. This idea of if you demonstrate a skill set and you come in with confidence and say, hey, I'm doing something great. They're like, that's adorable. Here's what our shareholders want. They want us to lay off 20 percent of you. No one cares because this thing exists with or without you. It's this like unthinking, unfeeling, just monolith that just rolls through. Yeah, It's wild now. and. What you just said, too, about where everybody has a role in the ecosystem and finding that is the key to symbiosis. It's good for everybody. When I do uh, spiritual transformation coaching work, a lot of those people go, well, I'm not psychic. I don't want to be a psychic professionally. I go, "Okay, good. Like, we'll do something else. And also the idea of like, you have to be a psychic the way you saw it on TV or the way you think it is. And everybody is different and everybody has something of value to bring. It's about finding that differentiated value add in there yeah. and then articulating it, helping build confidence around it. Like, I work with people that are so skilled in areas where I, I have no line of sight whatsoever and I can't wait to send clients to them. Yeah. Like, my my one client, shout out Abigail, Abigail, I got your crystals today, by the way, I owe you a big thank you. And she sent me an eagle card and my husband and I started singing that song, I Can Fly Higher Than
2: an Eagle. <laughs> together if you watched us you'd think we were mentally ill and and or on drugs okay also i just had this amazing idea what if you did a tarot deck that had like there that had a qr code to a song i would love it
0: yeah and just madness but she you know abigail knew she was an animal communicator but you know that thing we do where like you just dismiss it comes up you go whatever people don't want it people don't care it's not a thing i'm not good at like all whatever that is and i said you know, so like a real talent of yours. And we talked about this in a podcast episode, so I'm not revealing confidential information yeah. or anything. I've sent her so many clients. It's my joy. It only helps my business because I'm like, yeah. I know someone really good. Go talk to her. Yeah. She'll talk to your dogs, man. And they're having these incredible... Everybody wins. Oh, my God. I have... I'll, I'll need her information. <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> I cum- she's in
2: LA, by the way. Yeah. And not loving it. So we got an Operation Rescue Abigail from LA. Oh, she's... Uh, all of my Las Vegas people are going to hate me for something like, come it's the coolest city, you guys. I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. It's LA's backyard. And really, it's just all the best restaurants are here. The community is kicking ass. I just love it. But I, so that's, I'm just giving that to her in case she wants the city to move to. Yeah. I I do think that people think that what comes easy to them comes easy to everybody. I think that's a really easy. Does a fish know it's in water? Right. And I will say like, of course, I also forgot. I didn't know that until someone told me that too. So let this be the thing that you need to hear. Look at what comes so easy to you and then just start to ask people, "Oh, like how would you do it?" And I promise you, they don't have that same skill set. I used to think that me being an ideas machine was like was not actually something that was marketable in some way. But when it comes to me supporting another person who could connect me to something else and go, "Hey, I'll listen to your idea. I'll give you 17 at least things you can do with that idea. And then if you'll connect me to this person over here, you be surprised what comes easy to you does not come to easy to other, other people. And you can make that either a business or you can use that as currency to connect to people who can yes. help you with what you want to do. And in a world where, you
0: know, AI is happening. I, I did a, a lot of my corporate work was in writing, you know, and I still write a lot, but now for me, and so making it really work for me. And I noticed a lot of my former coworkers before they got laid off, we're like, hey, using chat GPT, doing their virtue signaling thing so they're good little drones on LinkedIn. And then it's like, they're gone. I'm like, yeah, because you trained your replacement. Yeah. Um, in this world of trying to create something that's not going to get swept away like a sandcastle at high tide, how would you advise people look at that? My thing is always what's innately human. You know, being a shaman, AI is not going to do that. It yeah. can't even do a tarot card reading because there's something inherently human like a a factor X, you don't see the spiritual piece. But outside of that, what what are your recommendations? Because you must talk to a lot of people
2: that are scared or dealing with this. Yeah. You know, I remember listening to Seth Godin probably 15 years ago (laughs) at this point, maybe less. And I remember him talking about how back then, this is before AI was even like anything we're really talking about. He said, you need to, whatever you do, make sure you ha- are able to be an analytical, critical thinker. If you can be an analytical or critical thinker, like that's gonna be huge. That's unreplaceable. And also creative, creative people, creative work. So what I would just say is really go play around with creative work thinking. I have a girl who I, fo- I found on Instagram. She lives here in town. She is making more than a living being a calligrapher. Now, if Hailing you told that, like, like I would have thought nowadays the computers could calligraphy whatever we need. No, they cannot do calligraphy work on an ornament at Christmas time. They cannot do, like, these really personalized things. And I am, I am in awe and enjoy watching this person create such an incredible business for herself. She was flying to Pennsylvania the other day to do her thing. So just look at the creative things that are out there and start to hone your skills and then see... How can this be supportive? Because guess what? Her work, can it be something that corporate people hire for? Yes. Yes. But can it be also something that baby showers, which are never going to go away, weddings are never going to go away. There's different things that are these holidays are going, they're never going away. So she is able to pivot her stuff with each and every holiday that comes across. So just look at what those things are and hone that skill and then start doing it for people who know, like, and trust you period. Yeah, Those are the people who are going to want you to win anyways. And if you've got some, you're like, Leslie, my family members suck, then don't do them. Go to the people who you've chosen as your family and and really try, because they're going to make you get that confidence up. They will buy your stuff. They will support you. They will write the testimonial for you. And then yeah. just start going there. It will, it will become something if you put yourself, put it out there. You don't keep it to yourself. And this is another thing I learned from 15 years ago from a different podcaster that I just kept with me less than two percent of people take action on ideas less than two percent so do not keep your ideas to yourself i get really annoyed when i hear a podcast person say something Go, oh don't say it someone's gonna take your idea no they won't less than two percent of people will actually take action on any idea and so if you can be that person even if you think it's silly even if you think it's already been out there someone else is going to do it it's not gonna be done by you and probably not they're probably not going to finish it but take action towards it put it out there don't keep it to yourself 'Cause every time my, my retreats in Cambodia, you know the first one happened? I came back from Cambodia and said to my clients, I'm gonna do a retreat in Cambodia. Yeah. They said, When? And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna get you some dates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, hey, <laughs> we're gonna do a retreat this week. Can you do it? Of the of the next year. They're like, Sign me up. What's the deposit? I'm like, Okay, I'll let you know next week. I'm like, Brad, we gotta come up with price, you know? <laughs> so yeah. like I didn't put it these things there. are inherently
0: doable. So when I um worked on the innovation program that we created at the corporate real estate company I was at. like, Because we merged something like 30 real estate companies and took them IPO. So everything was a disaster. It was amazing. In the best way, and you create from scratch. And I was in charge of the innovation program. And I read a book written by Peter Thiel. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yes. He's polarizing, and I love polarizing people. It's a <laughs> thing that happened to me. I don't need to agree with them. I just like them. Peter Thiel co-founded PayPal with Elon mm-hmm. And he's a libertarian. He's all for decentralizing and getting everything on the blockchain and open source. So he's a, he's a madman. He's a libertarian. He's my kind of guy. And the book is called Zero to One. And it's about moving on the y-axis from zero to one. He goes, you're not making more of something along the x-axis. You're not exporting it. You're not iterating on it. You're taking zero to one. You're, you're generating something out of nothing. And he goes, here's the recipe for an innovation. It's a secret. And it's something that's inherently doable, but hard to do. And when you stumble across it, your initial thought is going to be, oh, surely someone else somewhere is doing this. that That's your first thought. And he goes, its they're not, to your point. 98% of people, they're not. No one's doing it. Just do it.
2: Yeah. Well, for example, be it how you see it. Let me just tell you, Amy Cuddy is the person who made that light sentence in a TED Talk that hundreds of thousands of people watched. And the TED Talk was about something else. It wasn't titled be, be It Till You See It. She just mentioned it in a offhand comment in the thing. And I was like, that's my podcast, because that's exactly what I do all the time. And that surely <laughs> this already exists out there, because every other podcast title I'd had was taken. And it wasn't. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God, this this is it, you know. So like it's so funny. We are so quick to like throw an idea away that people have taken it and there you would just be surprised people have it. And there's a the book Big Magic, um uh elizabeth gilbert that's who wrote you pray love i believe right yes yeah. so her book it's called big magic you guys i freaking love it there's so many takeaways one of them is on how ideas want to be born they want to be born so if you have this idea and you do not act on it it will be born by someone else so you will someday go oh my god that was my idea you're right because you didn't take action on it number two um and she shares her own personal story how that happened and number Ew. two um there's a whole little story in there about um uh, life is just a series of shit sandwiches. It's like, you know, some good stuff, some shit in the middle and some more good stuff. Pick the sandwich. You can chew one. And I think yeah. if you are looking for what you're going to do next in this new age and this year of what we're in right now with the dragon and, and Pluto going to Aquarius, we're looking at like, what is this thing I'm going to do? That at some point you're going to have obstacles you have to deal with. So, Pick the one that you love the good stuff enough to deal with the shit that goes with it, and it will be great. You'll have great moments. You'll have tolerable moments. You'll have moments you'll wonder why you're doing the thing, but you'll get to that good stuff every once in a while. I go, oh, this is why I do it.
0: Yeah, instead of it being just you know one of those sad little lunch meat sandwiches at the in the war room in the corporate office building with the mayonnaise, the weird mayonnaise. Um, and you had mentioned collaborating, so doing this work. And now coaching other practitioners either in designing what, you know, their side hustle now full-time thing is or helping them launch it. Um, collaboration comes up a lot. Yeah. And with women, it gets tricky. And I've noticed people either, I think they get disappointed. They they hear the talk of collaboration and when they get in it, they're like, where are all the women supporting me? Kind of almost like the manifestation candle version of that. Yeah. Or they don't know how to collaborate in a way that's like honest, where everybody's getting something. Yeah. There's almost this like we do it to be nice thing. It's like no, no, no. I, there's 24 hours a day. There's
2: inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get pragmatic. So co- collaborations here's the deal: that you will do somewhere you get burned, and you'll learn from that. So just yeah, be ready for that. um The other thing is, assuming people are the uh, same as you is also going to get you burned. And it's not on purpose. That's not like people are like twiddling their fingers going, how am I going to screw over Rachel in this collaboration? They're not doing that. So you have to be mindful that if you don't communicate what the collaboration looks like and who's doing what and how is everyone getting paid and what does this look like and what are we doing this for, you will be the person taking on all the work. You will get very little thanks and you won't get the results you want. I know that because I did some collaborations thinking that everyone was going to do the same Cool. And it didn't work out that way. So I have very few people that I partner up on a business relationship where we actually take money together on a collab. Um, A lot of the collaborations I do are more on affiliate. And I'm like, okay, what data are you sending your email? Here's the data I'm sending my email. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Do we have any feedback on each other's copy? This is when these things are due by. This is when my team, like, you need to have those things in place because those for me are a lot easier and less likely for anyone to get frustrated but when I have to spend actual time collaborating with someone we're doing an event together we're selling tickets to it Um, I do sit things down and I'm very clear on like here's what here's what I will bring to the table here's what my team can do here's what we can do it by if we have the information and here's um, how we can um, take the money and pay out that money are you okay with that what are you going to do and if I don't hear enthusiasm joy them stepping up to the plate in their capacity or taking things off the plate I just said, because I will over-deliver on my end of the collaboration. If they're like, oh, I'll actually take that on, then I have a little sign like, "Mm, this might not be the right person. So I don't do collaborations lightly. I go all in when I do them, but the communication is there, has to be clear. And when it comes with women, they can be extremely powerful or it can not work out very well because people get in a scarcity mindset about it. You yeah. want to pick people whose product or idea or th- service is in alignment with what you do and not just directly the same because I do have someone who we are g- sort of the same. We're both in the plies industry. She's contemporary and classical. So that's where we're very different. But we don't get scarcity mindset around each other. I don't see her yeah. team get selling and go, oh, that's taking me from me. That's not how it goes. So if you can do an alignment versus Competitive, you're going to have a lot more security in your thoughts as you build up your confidence in that way before you go like direct al- directly the same.
0: Yeah, and also I don't know that everybody thinks through like synergies that way. Where my my clients at Totem, right? I only support them with certain things. Like I, I have a very well defined scope with what I do. I offer a lot of services and things like that, but they're they're iterations on a theme. Each reading totem tarot reading you know what i mean like that kind of stuff for me it's really beneficial for my business to know really ethical good people who do astrology who are in ayurveda acupuncture because things come up in readings clients ask me for advice yeah and it really helps them that they can get more in that whole life cycle and i find it only
2: strengthens my brand when i share you're 100 uh, yes. percent. People want to lose weight when they come to me. That's not what I focus on. That's not my goal for you. I don't even know if that's something you need to be doing. I have like there's a, a lot of thoughts around that that are also just so you all know, working out is really, really great for your health. But if you are on a weight loss journey, it's not how it happens. You must get your hormones checked. You must have your microbiome yes. checked and you must uh, have get someone work with your blood test to also pick the nutrition that you need for fuel. So it is in my best interest to have friends that I have vetted who are, I can send our members to because we do get people who are like, I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know where on the website you thought that was going to happen. So, but I hear you. Like, I hear you. I have been that person who wanted to lose weight when I started Pilates. So I see you. Here are some people that I trust on your journey on that way. And if you don't resonate with them, then look at other people who have their same title. Because it does, everyone wins that way. And then my, just like your customers, like your, my clients trust me more. They trust yeah. me more because I didn't try to go just work out more. You should just do all you need is Pilates. That's not true. Like We're, I also I don't eat, get right?
0: grabby and try and do everything myself to like I- exploit the opportunity and make money. I've known energy workers and stuff like that, and then I've heard them with their clients. I'm like, you're not a fucking therapist. What are you doing over there? I heard mm-hmm. that that person needs. Like you're out of your depth here and yeah. it's not good for anybody. And I know why it it every time I've observed it, it's with someone who I know is in a financial pressure. point. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost like a green flag, like the opposite of a red flag. If someone's really quick to connect you with people that mean something to them in their life, settle that up. And then it's not some weird MLM. And let's talk about that, because wellness and the Internet, and I'm sure you've bumped up against this. Yeah. What would you warn people to look for in terms of things that may not be good for them,
2: but that are going to be very good for someone trying to make money? Well, and that's just like. I the thing about MLMs that really makes me nervous is they prey on people who are in need of a living, of making an income that works around their schedule and women. And women, they, and, and women who have children, and they pray. And let me just tell you, before you sign up for an MLM, read all the books from people who were in a, MLMs. First. Oh, and guys, an MLM multi-level marketing scheme, yes. a.k.a. a pyramid scheme. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. And also, there's a podcast called The Dream. It's the best. I binged it. It's oh, my MLM. God. Season one. Just when you binge out on that and you realize, oh, that's why they're allowed to do what they do because they lobbied for it. So I am not a fan of that at all. If you have the drive to sell someone else's stuff, you can sell yourself. And do not do not let your self-confidence or your worry what people are going to think let you sign up to sell someone else's stuff with scripts that's not going to feel good. You're going to sign up for imposter syndrome. And yes, no. you know plenty of friends. I have friends who make six figures from the t- their years in multi-level marketing. If you don't get in from the beginning, you are not making that money. I'm going to tell you right now. So just it's mathematically or, impossible. It's just not. And, yeah. so, and if, you're, if you are in one, you're like, Leslie, you're wrong. You don't hit, hit my DMs to tell me that. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. If you are happy, I am so happy for you. But I I I also question, I would want you to see, like, how many hours you're putting in? How much are you spending on the product? Mm-hmm. How much are you actually making? And how much are they forcing you to make it, it look like you're making more to your downline? So because when it comes down to if you're making minimum wage, go work at Starbucks. Go work at a coffee and You shop get deal. benefits. You get health insurance. How about that? Yes. What always
0: hits me, too, um, is like with Herbalife, as an example. Let's say you're making money in there. It's a tiny, tiny percentage of 1% that are. Um, you're really taking advantage of marginalized communities, not just, you know, women with children, but, you know, immigrant communities. They, they There's a lot of that recruiting yes. from third yes. world countries where your your options for an out are incredibly limited. And I don't know, I know a few people who've been in Herbalife, they're not happy. They don't feel good. Some part of them knows it. They may not say it out in public, but when they meet with you quietly and you're the way I am, they're like, yeah, I just, I don't, I feel empty. There's an emptiness. How you make your money, the vibration of it changes.
2: You know, you got, just goes back to the beginning of this. Do something you believe in and you can, you you. Over time, I promise you, if you continue to take aligned actions with what you believe in, you will succeed. You will succeed, yeah. and you will need to invest in yourself, and you will need to spend some money. But you will be spending money on people who are going to help you take your your ideas to the next level, and research the heck out of them before you do it. Every single coach I've ever hired, I have researched and I've seen and I've trusted so that I know where my money is going is going to support things I also believe in, but also that they're going to connect me to the next person. And and the last thing I'll say on this is like, in life, you will have people who are your equals, you'll have people who are below you, and you'll have people who are above you. And as long as you have all three of those in your, in your community, in your weekly connections with people, you will go farther. I have amazing women in my life who I'm often like, why are they my friend? And I Constantly make sure I give to those relationships because they're above me and they're showing me the ceiling that is possible. Like that, I'm gonna break through this one. I'm gonna get to that one. You know, like I've been trying to get my business to break seven figures, and these women are at three figures. uh, They broke. They're at three million, right? So like, I'm like, okay, like they're just above me and they're showing me that's possible, and I can see how they're running their businesses. But I have people. We're at my exact level and we are in the trenches. We're in different business, but we're together. And then there are people who are behind me. And you know what that does? Builds confidence. Because when you can say to them, you got this, <laughs> you got this, this obstacle you're at is exactly where you need to be. It You get to remember, like, just this whole podcast right now, I've gotten to reflect on so many different p- points in my life where I've come so far and go, wow, the girl that quit her job in 2008, if she knew how much she was making now, where she was living, she would be like <laughs> so shocked. So, keep the people in your life yeah that's
0: it's brilliant unless if they make you buy a starter kit of supplements or makeup it's a red flag guys yes you shouldn't have to buy in to selling things
2: yeah there's a whole (laughs) that's a whole other thing and by the way like anyone who's like i'm not an mlm i'm an independent contractor and they tell you how much you can make and when to work and what to wear and how to do it that's not that's a blurred line and the irs will be coming after that company they've already (laughs) said it and you will not have a job because they're not be able to pay afford the back taxes that they owe so do yourself a favor be a true employee or be a true person who works for yourself do not step in the middle
0: (laughs) you know what it is too it's like everybody thinks someone's just discovered a new miraculous way to do business and it's like the shit's old if someone could have sorted that out and it's ethical and it works they would like we'd know about it we know yeah knocking them off just as go to work. work on it. You yeah, go to work either for yourself or somebody else. Just get work done. Stop trying to outsmart life,
2: man. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And also get outside. Get outside. <laughs> Even if it's raining, go sit outside. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, if it's too cold. OK, don't don't freeze to death. But like spend time in nature. You would be surprised like how things come to you when you get out of your busy life. Yeah, and just
0: the tinny uh, echoes of the metallic brain chamber online. It's a lot, man. Thank God I have a garden, and thank God that garden does things.
2: You know, it's been a real gift for me. Yeah, there's something special. We have a cactus garden, and I look at it every day because it changes every day. Like, every day it looks different, and I love that. It's good for you to remember that, too. Things change.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So let's pull a tarot card from the Totem Tarot deck. They are our sponsor here at the Skeptical Shunman podcast. If I don't pull a card, uh, she's threatened me physically. She's nervous. Business is known for being violent. Her violent outbursts are quite famous. So, did you have anything you wanted to look at or just
2: see what comes up? I want to see what comes up. That's how I like this. <laughs> and you have a card deck. Why don't you tell everybody about your card deck? Oh, yes. Um, I have uh, their Police Flash Cards. And for most people listening, the mat deck's going to be the best one. And you can pull a card just like any of the, any tarot. deck. I mean, you'll get an exercise uh, that'll tell you how to do the exercise and how to make tweaks to it if you need to. There's a QR code that takes you to a video. Um, or you can actually pull a bunch of cards and actually go from one exercise to the next and actually create your own Pilates practice, which is very important to me. Because when you were in your body and you were listening, and I'm not the one who's like just talk, over-talking your brain, you can actually discover a lot of things about yourself. Um, So you can get those at onlinepliesclasses.com. I love it. Look at this, the two of moons.
0: This is the second time in this season of the podcast this has come up and this is synergy between two people. So it's classically the two of cups, which could be falling in love. A lot of people see it that way, but it's also about one-on-one partnerships, relationships where people are additive in each other's lives. And we were just talking about collaborating and it just the alchemical magic of when you really interact with one person at a time, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I think everybody wants to do this, we'll scale and whatever. And as a business owner, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but when to me, the relationships I've invested in just because I like the person, I like what they did, I learned from them, my clients work with them. Um, those help you out in tough times more than... Social media followers
2: 100 percent. and then also if you are trying to build a business, one-on-one clients are easy to get you people will look at my on-demand membership and they'll go oh but you make passive income I'm like it's called scalable income there's no such thing as passive I work fucking hard <laughs> and it takes a long time to get a lot of people paying a little bit of money to make a lot of money. But when you have, if you need money today to make your business grow, one to one client is a really easy way to supplement and change out the income you are used to making without having to hustle too much because you need maybe 10 people versus 1,000 people. So this is, that was so cool that you drew that one. I, I, that went to my call today. There's like a lot of little one on one. Oh, ooh,
0: I have chills. Rachel, you're today here. Today has good vibes, man. I don't know if I'm cool or this year's cool. I'm just happy to be here. I'm one of those I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. 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 well, thank you so much. And everybody, there's gonna be links uh in the show notes, but why don't you let everyone know where they can find you?
2: Yeah. So I hang on Instagram, Leslie.logan, that's L-E S-L-E-Y dot L O G A N, and then onlyPliceClass dot com is where all of our stuff is if you're interested in Pilates. I'll just throw out one more link just to confuse you all. Um if you are interested in accountability and Matt Pilates, it this is the perfect time. We actually created a very free series that te- that literally guides you along the way into accountability and your practice. You do not have to be perfect for it, and you can do it when you want to. That's opc.me challenge. And it's literally dropping in March of this year. And so it's perfect. Um, for you to I, I literally created it because as a habits coach, I guide you on how habits are made. We celebrate together and then the classes are things that you can easily do and bring into your pra- your busy life um and build you up along the way. So that's where that that will be.
0: I was so glad you exist because I am the voted least likely to be someone's habits coach.
2: If someone's <laughs> like, I don't feel like doing I'm like fucking, I don't know, I have a beer. You you and my husband, same. I am like, here, let me explain 17 ways we can make this easier for you. I lack all discipline.
0: <laughs> everyone has their Achilles heel. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Here at the Skeptical Showman Podcast, we have a few sponsors that make all of these incredible conversations and discussions possible. Please take a moment to listen to a word from our
1: sponsors <phone rings> Are you feeling disconnected from magic? Do you find yourself staring out the window in your nondescript workplace wishing you were among the trees in the sunlight? Are you being slowly drained by your office energy vampire? You know the one. They won't stop talking about our cat. said the vet for the third time this month? Is the disembodied hand you purchased from a traveler acting up at night, opening drawers in your bedside table and disrupting your circadian rhythms? Well, Totem Flower Essences might be right for you. Purchase Totem Flower Essences on Etsy. one drop of these magical potions can alchemically transmute your energy body, arming you with unmitigated powers of sorcery. Totem Flower Essences, be ungovernable. Totem Flower Essences are handmade by an emotionally unstable and morally dubious shaman, potentially injecting your life with raw chaos and magic in the attention of various pagan gods, used responsibly.